0: What
1: you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome to Snap Judgment's AEW edition. We are going to be talking uh, today about AEW Dark and AEW Dynamite uh, for the week um, of April 7th and 8th for those dates um before i get into it though i always like to remind people that uh raw and order wrestling booking unit is part of the tatnus co podcast network so you can listen to this and all the other tatnus co podcast uh podcasts uh at tatnusco.com go there check us all out and and see what we're all about um but uh, we'll get into this right away now of course these were all pre-recorded so uh, AEW pre-recorded, I think, three weeks um, a- at a undisclosed location that later we found out is the Nightmare Factory in Atlanta, Georgia, um, QT Marshall's um, training facility that he runs. So um, these are all. Both of these are fairly local talent heavy, um, which is not a bad thing. Uh, AEW went get all in and invited a bunch of the local talent to help them out and help AEW out. So, so, um, we'll just start with AEW dark, um, on the YouTube channel. It, uh, was a fairly short episode. I want to say it was like 36 minutes long, not quite the full hour, but, um, it had some good matches all in all on, on it. You know, you started off, um, with, uh, Tony didn't, Oh well, uh, these are the matches uh, as listed on it. It started off with QT Marshall versus Lee Johnson, a uh, local talent, like I said. Um, kind of a nice thing here. Uh, I would assume Lee Johnson is someone who trains at Nightmare Factory um, and QT Marshall being the guy behind Nightmare Factory for the most part. So having them, them have the match together being trained by him is kind of neat. Of course, QT Marshall gets the win. Um, he's the, the star of this. The downside with these is you'll see a, a few more predictable matches when you've got a, a unknown talent versus the known talent. Um, but I'm, it's not really a bad thing. Uh, then you had Ryan Piles, a, another local talent versus Wardlow with MJF there. And uh, it's like a nothing match it's minutes long if even that um, Wardlow hits the F10 and wins and I don't even know if it lasted a full minute uh, I think he spent more time walking to the ring and, and uh, taking off his, his outfit before uh, the match So, uh, and then for the main event you had Tony Donati once again another local talent versus Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford out there a good match, all in all, but it really wasn't one again very long. I mean, in the end, you know, in 36 total minutes and talking in between it, they didn't have a ton of time for it. Um, but Kip Sabian ended up winning uh, with a submission hold, uh, so Donati tapped out for it. So a good little little exhibition, um, but not a ton of of meat to the bone on this one. So, um, oh, I mean, overall the matches were good but it was just a little disappointing how short it was um but i guess we have to give aew credit because they don't really promise it to be an hour and since it's on youtube it can be however long they decide to make it so um we'll move on to aew dynamite once again this was uh pre-recorded at the nightmare factory in georgia um On tap for tonight, we had the first match from the uh, TNT Championship Tournament. We had uh, Britt Baker taking on Hikaru Shida. We had Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa versus The Best Friends. Lance Archer and and Brody Lee were also scheduled for single matches. And the commentary for this was Tony Schiavone and Chris Jericho. And uh, before I even get into talking about the matches, I just have to say, Chris Jericho was an absolute delight. He was funny. He was insightful. He didn't play the heel too heavily. So often when you've got uh, a heel commentator, they really just lean into this. I'm a bad guy. And, and he didn't. Like There were multiple times he was like, listen, I don't like Kenny Omega, but this is a very entertaining match. And that's something that I think Chris Jericho understands more than most people, that the best heels get to be the best heels because they build up their potential opponents, right? It's not all about dragging them down and dragging them through the mud. It's about building them up so that when you cheat to win over them, it makes it even more devastating sort of a thing. So um, opened with a Jake Roberts promo uh, talking about Lance Archer and how he's there to kill people, basically. Uh, And then the first match was Lance Archer. The versus guy named Alan Angels. Once again, a, the local talent, I'm sure. Uh, and it was a total squash match. Lance Archer won very, very fast. So not a ton to say about it. They're really trying to build Lance Archer up as a, as a monster. Um, so not, not the worst way to do it. Just have him destroy people. Uh, moving on, we went to Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker. Um, this was a hell of a match it was um competitive between them back and forth you you constantly were wondering who's gonna win i mean of course hikaru shida is the number one contender and she's won i think it was like eight out of the last nine matches she's been in um but Britt baker is uh the freshly minted heel brit baker and cheat to win sort of a thing so we really really didn't know who was going to win this going into this and throughout the match it was really hard to to judge who was gonna win it um I was firmly on Sheeta's side and and was very happy when Sheeta ended up winning but it did not come easy um Britt Baker ended up getting uh busted open in the nose it looked like um no reports as of yet as far as I've heard as to whether it's a broken nose or just just a very bloody nose but she was uh uh, the almost the crimson mask, but just the lower half of her face, just bloody through it. Uh, there's really kind of a cool spot where uh, Britt Baker got Hikaru Shida into the um crossface and was uh, reaching in. Well, the rings of Saturn is really more what it is, but was reaching in, uh, like she wanted to do the mandible claw that she does. Um, Uh, And the the ref was like, no, you can't do that. You're bleeding too much. And so she's like, well, give me your glove. And the ref pulls off one of her gloves to give to Britt Baker so that she can do the mandible claw. But that gave just enough time for uh, Sheeta to roll back and, and do a pin attempt. Britt Baker was able to kick out and it still went back and forth for a while. But in the end, Sheeta hit the gut buster from the top rope and then a Shining Wizard for the one, two, three pin. It was a great match. I enjoyed every second of it. So um, going on, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa backstage segment, Um, they're in the dressing room. They're talking about how they've been great friends forever, um, but they need a team name, which outside of this. This segment itself, I did think was a little weird because he's been teaming with Hangman Page for a month and a half now, two months. He was the tag champions and they never even bothered to think of a team name for that. So why do they suddenly need a team name for him and Michael Nakazawa? But anyways, Michael Nakazawa uh, pitches. I've already got a team name for us. We're the best friends, right? Because that's what we really are. We're best friends. And Hangman's like, well, we can't do that. Someone else is already the best friends. Michael was like, well, but we're the best friends. At this point, in just perfect uh, absurdity of the Orange Cassidy, because this was all back in Kenny Omega's uh, trailer, I think. But the bathroom door opens and uh, Orange Cassidy steps out and kind of looks at them a little... I don't want to say disgusted because he didn't have like a huge expression on his face because he never does. He's Orange Cassidy. But then he opened the door to the outside and outside Chucky T and Trent uh, were and they come in. They say, we heard everything that you said. And, you know, you think you can just come and take our name. And 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 Kenny makes like, I I don't want your name. Trent and Chucky are like, well, that's fine. You know, here's what we'll do. We're going to put the name on the line. Winner. Takes the name tonight, you versus us. So now that match has the stakes of the winner gets to be called best friends. Um, With as banging as the uh, theme song for the best friends, I truly didn't expect uh, best friends to lose to Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa because that would be a really weird, you know, way to remove them from it and then have to kind of start from scratch. Best Friends is my favorite theme song right now in AEW, so uh, they then did uh, the video package with the latest rankings um, which is nice for them to start working that into Dynamite previously, they were just announcing it on Tuesday afternoon and then, you know whatever, it didn't really come up on like they'd maybe sometimes show it but this was a nice video package with Excalibur doing the announcements and, and kind of talking about why they're moving up or moving down so they then uh did another video package hyping jake hager versus uh john moxley um and so it was good you know building up jake hager as kind of this mma monster and then moxley as the i don't give an f i'm gonna come here i'm not here to make smiles i'm here to to be ugly and violent right um We moved on to the Best Friends versus Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa match. Um, It was a good match back and forth. These are all very, very, very talented uh, people. And so, uh, didn't expect anything different. Orange Cats even had some comedy spots in the middle. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, But in the end, uh, we just knew that in the end, um, Trent and Chucky would win. And sure enough, that's what happened. Trent and Chucky were able to win, and so they get to keep the best friend's uh, name. Then we had a Brody Lee video. Backstage, him talking to the Minions, um, ripping on two of them for not dressing as sharply as another one. uh, Kind of fell flat. It, it, It wasn't quite as good as the boardroom ones, that those kind of had a had a level of production that this one didn't have. Uh, we have a Britt Baker promo where she's backstage still bloody in the face. Uh, she claims Sheeta's the dirtiest wrestler she's ever been in the ring with. Um, said that, you know, it's a good thing Sheeta didn't touch my teeth, um, but that it's okay because I would have fixed them myself because I'm a dentist, right? i we're like, oh, oh, Britt Baker's a dentist? I didn't know that. Then, confusingly enough, they followed that up with another video package for Moxley versus Hager. And I was just like, do we need two of them in one night? I think one of them was plenty, right? Um, then they had a Matt Hardy promo. This was a kind of promo-heavy episode overall. Um, but it was still kind of fun because he, you know, uh, eventually ended up challenging Chris Jericho to a a elite delete match at the Hardy compound elite deletion. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes uh, in the end. Moved on to Brody Lee defeating another local talent. Uh, Nothing, nothing really to say here. Brody Lee had a squash match. Just beat the tar of the guy. Um, and then we get to the main event. Cody, with Brandy Rhodes out there, defeated Sean Spears in the main event. Uh, it was a good match back and forth. Sean Spears and Cody have very good chemistry with each other. Um, they know each other very well. They work off each other well. Um, it's just a good match. Just a good match in the end. Um, but what really kind of set it apart, I've had my discussions with DA before about the figure four leg lock and how... In my opinion, it really should only be used by heels because part of the thing with the figure four leg lock is it was one of the only submission holds where the referee had to be pay attention to the, the person's shoulders to make sure they weren't pinning, right? And that would give enough distraction that the heel could reach back and grab the ropes for extra leverage. I'm using the air quotes on that um, to make it hurt more. Uh, But this was indeed probably the first time, as far as I can remember, that we've seen someone actually win with the figure four via pinfall. Uh, Sean Spears' shoulders on the mat as he's hollering out in pain. Cody cranking up on it, lifting his hips off the ground to make the uh, figure four hurt more. And uh, one, two, three, Aubrey Edwards counts the pin. And, um, you know, Cody moves on to the next round. Um, an interesting finish to it, uh, and so I'm I'm not complaining, it was actually really good, it was a very good match all in all, so, um, in the end, you know, once again, kind of like last week, I say, I, I can't really judge these in a vacuum, um, it was an above average show that during this time period becomes a much above average show, so I think in a vacuum... Uh, it's probably a six-star, six-citation show, uh, but uh, with the situation that it is now, it gets an extra point for for just that. So a seven-citation total. Um, not quite as good as the previous weeks, but still good. You know, they had the people out around ringside the entire time. Um, you know, uh, heckling and cheering and all of that stuff. Um, So it it still was good. I think it's still better than what we've been seeing from WWE. But it's kind of one of those things where I think we're getting to the point that we have to start wondering, you know, what's AEW going to do if this lockdown continues for another month after this or even longer? So, um, you know, I know the Matt Hardy stuff is going to uh, be able to be filmed at the Hardy compound, which will add some interesting, you know, out-of-the-box thinking for a few episodes, but I just don't know wh- where they're going to go from here. Uh-oh. But um, but that is my review, uh, 7 out of 10 citations. Um, join me next week when I do the AEW review. Uh, DA Fabe will be dropping the uh, NXT review here shortly. And then we did a special episode of Fantasy Booking where we actually did kind of talk about where NXT and AEW and WWE as a whole, where they can go from here during this whole lockdown. If this continues even longer, you know, what are some of their options? So, uh, check that out. Check the other pe- Tatnus co podcast network at tatnusco.com. You can follow me on Twitter at DA at, at raw and order WBU. I almost gave DA Fabes uh, uh, Twitter handle there. You can head to the Wix site and linked in the doobly doos here or in the pinned tweet on my Twitter. Um, and uh, otherwise, we will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.